Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 109 and it's got quite the twist. About a year ago, uh, I was asked if I would record an episode of Hey Human interviewing a guy, Nick Garrison, uh, for an upcoming documentary slash reality TV show about Nashville singer-songwriters. So I said, sure, I will do that. And shout out to David Hooper, who actually got me connected with the director, Ben Oren, uh, to do it. But anyway, uh, so I went to do the filming and met Nick. And he had with him a woman named Andrea DeLuca. And she was straight up New Jersey, full on accent. Uh, she had the nails and the makeup and the hair. And uh, so I interviewed Nick and Andrea for Hey Human. Well, some time went by, about six months, and I realized I hadn't heard from Ben, the director. And I thought, oh, I wonder, I wonder if that show got uh, made it, got greenlighted. And I reached out to Ben, and he said, oh, hey, yeah, we've got funding, and we've got a couple different networks looking at the show. Uh, I thought, well, okay, cool. Keep me posted. Six more months-ish went by, and I got a text just a few days ago from Ben. (laughs) He said, hey, just wanted to let you know that the episode that you uh, did for the show, that the show is coming out. It's going to be out on June uh, 8th on CBS. And I said, well, that's great. And he said, oh, and by the way, it's not for the reality show like we told you. It's actually for an episode of Celebrity Undercover Boss. And that wasn't Andrea DeLuca. That was actually Jewel in disguise. (laughs) I said, I'm sorry, what? First off, shout out to Jewel also for being a hell of an actress. I had zero clue. And I loved, grew up on Jewel. I mean, knew all of the songs and every word and, you know, obviously could spot her in a crowd. She's very distinctive. And yeah, had no idea. They'd capped her teeth. They gave her a nose. They gave her a fake forehead. She had dark brown hair, um, lots of makeup and yeah, pretty astounding. So here we are. Um, that episode aired on June 8th, like I mentioned, on CBS. And you can probably find it now on uh, on Hulu or, or YouTube or CBS.com or wherever those, those places are that, that showed these things after they've aired. And uh, here on Hey Human is going to be the episode of uh, me talking with Nick and Andrea, better known as Jewel. Um so when we were in the moment, uh, I didn't, I thought it was going to be recorded for the TV. So we were mic'd for the television show. And so I had my normal podcasting microphones up, but it was my understanding that the sound was, everything was going to be going through the other. And so the sound isn't as great as usual. Um, I, and also I had a very severe case of laryngitis and just to do this interview, I went and got shots of steroids so that I was able to do the, um, to do it cause I didn't want to cancel and for obvious reasons, you know, people counting on you. So anyway, <laughs> this is the episode. How mind blowing, definitely a big surprise. Um, what's cool is they, you know, they also perform. So there's going to be a couple songs on here, uh, which is great. 
And uh, yeah, so that's that. And in other news, I'm really excited. Uh, I made a video for Hey Human talking about what inspired me to do Hey Human. And that can be found on YouTube under my uh, YouTube channel, which is under Susan Ruth. And I'll, um, I'll put a link to it on on the heyhumanpodcast.com website. Where would I put it? I don't know. Uh, it's a good question that you didn't ask, but I'm assuming you're asking. Um, it is for sure. Uh, you can you can see it by going to susanruth.com. There we go. Go to susanruth.com, and under the videos uh, of that website, you can find the the Hey Human podcast video. Although if you just go onto YouTube and Google Hey Human podcast, my guess is it's going to show up. I'm clearly extremely technical, so it's a one-woman show, people. I'm doing the best I can. Um, and also, I want to bring up the fact that, um, as you know, I've been trying to keep this show ad-free, and uh, in doing so, I have to do little things to try and figure out how to help um, with the costs of running the podcast. And uh, my friend, Anthony Scarlatti, took an incredible photograph of me after I was body painted from head to toe by Cheryl Ann Lipstrew, uh, I'd gone to Winston-Salem, got completely naked, and Cheryl Ann and her assistant Tim body painted me. And it's, inc- I mean, just so pretty. It's so beautiful, all the colors and all the images. And so I made that into a poster with the help of my dear friend, Ellen Severe, who truly did most of the work there. And um, <laughs> she's awesome. And uh, the poster is now available at heyhumanpodcast.com in the store. That's right. I now have a store. So get yourself a poster, support Hey Human, and yeah, it would make me very happy. And maybe you happy too. Who knows? Who knows what kind of happiness awaits all of us? Um, usual stuff. You can find me on the social medias under Hey Human Podcast. You can also find me under Susan Ruthism, um, which is S-U-S-A-N-R-U-T-H-I-S-M. You can always email me, Susan, at HeyHumanPodcast.com. And uh, I think, oh, and the Amazon portal, another way to support Hey Human, which is you go to HeyHumanPodcast.com. And there's the Amazon portal there at the top of the homepage. And you click on that and shop at Amazon like normal. And a little bit comes back to help Hey Human. So that's pretty cool. All right. Let's get this going. Um, Nick and Jewel, playing the part of Andrea DeLuca uh, from Celebrity Undercover Boss. Remember, I had no idea that that was what this was for. Um, I thought we were just doing the interview for a show that was going to be about singer-songwriters. So take that with a grain of salt, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh, hi, guys. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Hey Human. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Nick, Andrea. What do you record on, by the way? Uh, this is GarageBand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Easy. Pretty low, low key, yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. That. So, have y'all been on the podcast before? I've I've been on a uh, well, kind of like a countdown top forty deal. Started off at uh, on, on, the, on the Iceman's yeah. top forty new country artist countdown. So okay. that was kind of cool. Got to do a live live 
podcast deal one night, so. Very cool. That's I've never, cool. no. Yeah, well, it's pretty basic. <laughs> we just talk back and forth, and I apologize. I have laryngitis. I've got a steroid shot, so I can Does that make you it. feel very nervous, like you no. want to wash your hands? No, no, no. I'm not I, can, I completely understand that. <laughs> you have to make out with me or something. Yeah. You're fine. It You're was good. safe, it was safe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the podcast when we know each other better. Um, all right, so Nick. You are a performing songwriter, artist. I am. I and am. where do you hail from? Uh, grew up in Cordova, Tennessee. I actually live in Oakland, Tennessee now. Uh, been been playing music for about seven years now. Uh, got my start, you know, following my grandfather around at an early age. He uh, played played in bands down through the years, so I kind of got my start early. Like you got that. the bug. Yeah. Now I. Play, play all over the Memphis area, pretty much. Uh, Jackson, Nashville, pretty much, you know, all yeah. around Tennessee, Mid-South area right now, so. What was it about when you were watching your grandfather's bands that really inspired you? Well, I never actually got to watch the, watch the band, because this was back, you know, in the early 80s and 70s that, you know, I wasn't around then, I was just a little kid, but. I used to I used to go to all their rehearsals and stuff oh, like that, you know. So yeah. never actually got to watch him play, but he was always, you know, playing music, singer songwriter, you know, always writing his own music and stuff. So is that how he supported himself? Or? Well, he uh, he was actually a truck driver, uh-huh. but he did that Sunday through Wednesday, and then you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday night he was he was gigging around town. So. Sure, I bet he got a lot of song ideas in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rhythm of the tires, I got a lot of ideas. That's actually that. where he wrote. Ninety percent of all the all the songs that he wrote was driving down the road. Yeah, you know, just him and him, him in the road by himself. So. That's great. I love trucker songs. Pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if he wrote trucker songs, but oh yeah, he had some trucker songs. <laughs> Definitely some trucker songs. So you were pretty young then when you when you decided you. Yeah, I was. I was. I was probably. I mean, I was five or six years old singing. You know, my grandmother and mom and all them. They were always doing the recorder and you know of course back then it was cassettes it wasn't a smartphone yeah. or nothing like that so we got like hundreds of cassettes of me singing and playing with my grandfather when I was little oh, so that's great it's pretty cool do you ever but, pull those out and re-listen oh yeah, yeah. for sure now is your father musical or your mother my mom is mm. my mom uh she's I mean she she could sing her butt off for really? real but, I mean she never really did anything with it but she I mean I definitely got my vocal vocals from you know my mom and my grandfather so your family's supportive of you doing oh music. yeah for sure because sometimes that's an issue you know yeah. parents wanting to go be a doctor or a lawyer yeah. yeah oh yeah they're uh they've always been there i mean just about every gig i play my grandmother my grandfather my you know my brother's a big influence i mean he's uh he's always been there you know, for me, my mom. I mean, pretty much my whole family. That's great. Kind of, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. really rare. Yeah, it seems great. like, yeah. So personal influences. Now, I'm focusing on him right now. I'm no, I'm so you. I'm loving listening. <laughs> I'm good just being applied. Musical influences. What what brought you down? Personal life? would definitely be my grandfather. Pop yeah. is what I call him. Okay. Uh, that that's definitely one of my main influences. Uh, music music wise, you know, I kind of grew up on the old outlaw traditional type country uh and hank and hank hank jr merle haggard conway yeah. twitty and that whole that whole uh generation you know is just kind of gone now and it's kind of moving on to another kind of style but i'm i'm kind of doing a little bit of everything to where you know 
we're doing the outlaw stuff, we're doing the new age stuff, and kind of keeping it right there in the middle, you know, yeah. so it kind of reaches out to a, you know, different variety of people. So. so, as far as influences outside of yourself and outside of your grandfather, is there any particular current? Like, if you like outlaw, then like the Chris Stapletons or the Kendall Oh, Chris Stapleton's or, awesome. Yeah, I, I would. Jamie Johnson. Yeah. I, love him. I would definitely say Eric Church mm-hmm. and Justin Moore. Those are two that I watched, you know, from scratch. I mean, from right as they got on YouTube and didn't yeah. have any kind of record label or anything, and came, which is kind of what I did, you know. I mean, I, I got found by some guys in Nashville that uh, found me on YouTube, you know, and uh, just kind of went from there. So me, me watching Eric Church and Justin Moore do that same thing was kind of, you know, kind of from the grassroots, you know, kind of yeah. keeping it, keeping it true to their roots anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're like the troubadour, the storyteller. Yeah. The real country. Story. I like it. Yeah. That's well, do you I have like. a favorite song that you love? That, that you oh wrote? yeah. Uh, that I've like wrote. Something that you've written that is that is maybe one of your favorite song babies. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, one of my favorites that I've ever wrote was uh, one that I wrote about my grandfather. You know, he had Alzheimer's. He actually just passed away about four months ago. I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, it's fine. He uh, he fought it for a long time, and we, yeah. you know, he, you know, it got to the point that we were just like, man, I don't even know how he's still holding on, you know. Music but, probably. Oh yeah, it was. Music, yeah. I mean, he couldn't even talk or do anything, and you played music, yeah. and I mean, his mm. feet start stomping, and <laughs> awesome. getting with it. So. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a song. Uh, it's called Enjoy the Ride. You know. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's Enjoy the Ride. This is the first. First song that uh, that I ever wrote, actually, I wrote it with a guy named Larry McCoy here in Nashville. But uh, my grandfather always, you know, he taught me. I didn't really know my real dad growing up, so my grandfather was kind of the one to show me and, yeah. you know, pretty much everything that I know how to do.
looked up at me with those smoky gray eyes. Well, I could tell he knew I'd always try. Be a man of my word. Say yes, ma'am. Say yes, sir. When I talk to a man, I look him square in the eye. And hold my woman's hand, get on my knees and thank the man. Yeah, I'll never be afraid to cry and live, laugh, and love and enjoy the Was that the one that got requested on the uh, other podcast? Or? Oh, no, the other podcast was actually a song called Doing Good. It's mm-hmm. our uh, single that we got out on iTunes and Google Play and all that I'll stuff right now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, we haven't actually uh, cut that song yet. Uh, well, we've cut it, but we just haven't released it. It isn't on our album or EP or anything like that right now. But How many records have you put out so far? Just one right now. And We're working called... on uh, Doing Good is the name of that yeah. Uh EP album. Okay. Uh, it's the, quite a process, is it not? I love it. It is. The recording studio is the best. Yeah. yeah People it's, think it's just sitting around eating bonbons. It's a lot of hard work. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, definitely taken. I mean, we've been working on it for, shoot, seems like 10 years, but, you know, it's only been two or three years, but yeah. it's definitely a process. And we shot a video, and uh, you can check that on my, on my website and all that stuff. So. What's your website? NickGarrisonMusic.com. NickGarrisonMusic.com. So when you were writing that song, did you write that by yourself? I actually wrote it with a guy named Larry McCoy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he know your pappy, you said you called him? He actually did know my grandfather. Uh-huh. I actually moved to uh, Ashland City, which is north of Nashville, and, uh, in 2010 to pursue music, you know. And uh, just things didn't play out the way I wanted it to and didn't really, I didn't even really try to, you know, go downtown and play any bars or meet anybody. I mean, I was hunting and fishing and kayaking and <laughs> boating and all all that good stuff. So, I, so why did I, I you stay off the boss? Because I noticed when I went down Broadway, there was like, there's people everywhere oh, singing. It's a different kind of music though. I yeah. mean, it for is. Troubadours, I think it's that, that music is more covers and it's more, mm-hmm. it is. you know, uh, you know, drunk lifestyle where mm-hmm. people just want to kind of hang out, listen yeah. to songs they know. And for a troubadour whose words are so important, mm-hmm. I feel like it might get lost in that atmosphere. There's a lot of great venues in town that, and all over that cater to people that want to come and listen to the story you have yeah. to tell. But it sounds like sure. you were out like doing your own thing, and then you were doing stuff on YouTube, and that's how you got discovered. Like yeah. you kind of got to skip that whole yeah. channel. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah, kind of. That's exactly exactly what it was. And you know, uh, playing playing music in uh, Memphis, you know, was kind of a. I actually make money doing that, mm-hmm. and here in Nashville, you know, it's. I mean, you're pretty much playing for tips every night so kind of hard to you know provide for a family and you know live on your own if if that's your main source of income anyway you have a family yeah yeah i'm a actually a single dad uh 
raised my daughter on my own. She's six, she's six years old. That's amazing. Yeah. My yeah. dad was a single dad. And it really? Was, yeah, really hard for him to raise us. So, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of respect for that. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you have a six-year-old girl, you oh, said? Yeah. Yeah. Does she love music? She needs oh, to yeah. play for her all the time? You know, she's more on, like, the pop kind of oh, okay. stuff. You know, <laughs> every time we get in the truck, I mean, she she... She turns it directly off everything that I listen to. <laughs> She'll come around. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though. And she learns that all the country writers write all the pop songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, um, so you you became more known through the YouTube, and now you're starting to play out more and more. So what does success look like to you? What is your, where is your, your big moment? And what, yeah. what has already maybe been a moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, I know I'm on the right track. Yeah. I mean... Big, big stage playing in front of thousands of people. That's my, that's, that's my, that's my dream. That's what I want to do. You yeah. know, I watch uh, all these other artists and stuff that I love. Eric Church, Justin Moore, people like that. I, you know, I'm big concert goer. I go to concerts yeah. every every time I come to town. Whoever it is, yeah. and just seeing them stand on stage and to be able to stop playing their song and the whole crowd sing it back. I mean, to me, like, that's, you know, they're they're singing my words, you know, yeah. which is, I think that would be probably my greatest success was, you know, to be able to see the crowd do that. Who's your ideal artist that says, hey, hey Nick, come, come be our opener. Who would you want that to be? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> first one, I would say someone, someone probably a little bit smaller than, like, Eric Church or Justin Moore, because I'd probably be so nervous I wouldn't even be able to do it. Uh, What's the biggest crowd you, like, you've ever played for? I've uh, played for a couple thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've opened for Daryl Worley before. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Uh, done some stuff, you know, played some fairs and festivals mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And you with like the band, that. mostly? Or by band, yourself? band yeah. and, you know, acoustic. I've, you know, yeah. I started out acoustic, and sure. I've, I played for four years just me and the guitar you know, playing bars for four or five hours a night. But, yeah. uh, so, Andrea, you're you are you are mentoring Andrea. You're you're wanting to be a performing songwriter, correct, or an artist? Or yeah, I just went through a divorce, okay. and um, I know it sounds strange being where I'm from in New Jersey, but uh, I really grew up loving like these women songwriters that were unapologetic yeah. about who they were. So I loved Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton and. Awesome. Yeah. You know, the the female writers that just really were like, this is who I am, take yeah. me or leave me. And that was something I really used to kind of help me through my life because I was raised by a single dad. My mom left. And I really didn't want to repeat the patterns that I was raised by. I wanted to figure out how to have a different outcome than, right. than sort of the path that was set up, you know, of what my life maybe should have been because the way I was raised. Um, and so I worked really hard and I started an event planning business, which I really enjoyed. And it's kind of creative because you get to pick different vendors. And I really learned a lot about building a business and a small business. But now that I went through a divorce, I was like, this is my time. You know, I might yeah. as well see if I, you know, my passions pay off and what it takes to do it. But I didn't want to do it, you know, half, uh, what do y'all say? Half, half cocked. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, really see what it took, you know, because sure. nothing comes without a really big price. Yeah. And I wanted to learn about what it took to really do the business. So with yeah. you, like, how do you have your daughter and, and do the music? I don't have any children. So is it hard? Like, how do you, well, how my do you mom, think about that? Well, you know, my mom's huge, huge, huge help. And, uh, I mean, she, you know, if I got to go out of town and go write or go play music or whatever it is, I mean, you know, she loves going to her Nana's house. And, mm-hmm. Or Nana and Papa, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. But, so pretty much, you know, she helps out mm-hmm. whenever. That's really good. 
have you played out or done anything? You know, oh, to... just a little bit, yeah, Which not, not very song? much. Oh my God, I didn't. I have Dolly Parton nails on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I could. I could try. Do you want to try? I don't know how she does it. Have y'all seen like the videos of yeah, her with like? She uses the ball. That's okay, why. I'm gonna try. And I usually practice. like cut mine off. So yeah, it's practice, practice, yeah practice. I'll see. I didn't bring a guitar or anything I, oh, like no. that. Oh, okay. I will buy you a guitar if that's okay. Do you need a capo? I could it's use a capo. For you. Okay. This is very embarrassing. No, <laughs> no, you'll do good. This is part of it, right? Okay, you have to jump in and get play. my fingers on the strings. expecting to uh, play anything so I was even thinking if I could remember the song so while she's preparing um, Nick I'm curious since you've been said that you've said it's been about seven years now you mean it's, excuse me um, what do you think is your has been your biggest misconception about what you thought it was gonna be like to what it's like in reality oh I thought I could just put a couple YouTube videos up and <laughs> make it in the business you know but I mean it, it's definitely not like that it takes a lot of hard work and uh, dedication for sure and time uh, it's been it's been a crazy crazy last six or seven years you know yeah. it uh, I mean there was there was times that I did you know some music competitions and stuff like that where I really figured that I could you know make it and yeah. was you know turned down and stuff like that and just Gotta keep pushing, you know. I you mean, gotta get used to hearing no. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. Cause you're not gonna hear yes. I can tell you that. Did, did with your grandfather passing, did the music help you get through that and power? And, and yeah, what you know. Music can do. Oh yeah, and you know we played a bunch of songs at his funeral and stuff. And I actually that enjoy the ride was played at his funeral, and that oh. really, really hit me hard. You know, I was yeah. like, man, you know, I wrote that for him, and now he's <laughs> gone. But he. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was he was a great guy. I'm sure he heard it. Oh, now, how long ago did he uh, start suffering from Alzheimer's, and like, did he get to see you become a musician? About or? seven years, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole my whole music, you know, kind of career. He's yeah. he's kind of you know he he was diagnosed, I think, in like 2011 mm -hmm. or so, 2011, 2012. So you know. Do you know Fred Eldridge's song Raymond? Oh yeah, wow. that's like one of the first songs yeah. that I learned how to play on guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. So did he ever get to kind of hear you sing, like, and knew you were, like, chasing this as your career? And what gave you, like, the courage to, to really go for it? Well, the day that my daughter was born, actually, was my first gig. And it was Battle of the Bands in uh, Memphis at this place called Bumpus Harley-Davidson. It's a good buddy of mine. They have a Harley shop. And they had already signed me up for the competition and all that. And... My daughter actually was born that day at like four or five o'clock in the evening, and my wow. mom, my grandmother, all of them were like, "You've got to go right now." And I was like, "I'm not leaving this hospital," you know. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ended up leaving, and I was the only person play that played acoustic, and ended up winning the battle of the bands to oh, go on to the you. next That's round. That's so but, great. And you know, from there, I mean, I had such a such a big fan base in Memphis that it kind of spread like a wildfire there that all these bars and venues started calling me and want me to play you know around town so that's kind of how i got my well that's the thing you have to show up i mean show up and the next door opens as oh, long yeah. as you just keep showing up and you get beat up 
you know, you get told no, that you have a million people telling you why you can't do something. But, you know, it's that's their story. It doesn't yeah. need to be your story. That's yeah. the biggest thing to know is that just because somebody tells you you can't, it's, it's not necessarily your truth. It might be their truth, but it doesn't have to be yours. Let's see what you got. What are you going to put? Um, I'm going to attempt <laughs> uh, a Chris Christopherson tune that I really Ooh, love. Um, nice. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to play, so I would have cut my nails, so <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed, but here we go. Um, if Dolly can do it, I can do it, right? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Okay, hold on. Take these ribbons from my hair. Shake them loose and let them fall. Lying soft against my skin. Like a shadow on the wall. Come and lay down by my side. Until the early morning light. All I'm asking is your To help me make it through the night I don't care what's right or wrong And I don't try to understand Let the devil take tomorrow Yesterday is dead and gone And tomorrow's out of sight All I'm asking is your time To help me make it through the night <laughs> All I'm asking is your time To help me make it through the night. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You guys are very nice. Oh my god. Cool. <laughs> that was very embarrassing. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I, I've always had mad respect for Dolly Parton. That's a very cool now, voice. That was <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Thank you for letting me know. Oh, I am so embarrassed. No, I'm she blushing. loves being Probably one of my favorites that I play out out and about, you know, uh, bar-wise. Uh, Chris Stapleton's big. I want to hear the one that, like, the one you wrote that was on the Iceman that ended up getting so requested. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed the, to request uh, doing, song? <laughs> doing Good is the uh, name of that one. Is that the one you one. said is on the iTunes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our first, first single that's on iTunes right now and Google Play. Uh, we and you wrote it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wrote it. That's so cool. I'm going to start off with the cover first. I'll, I'll get to the doing good thing here. Okay. Bit, uh, this is a Chris Stapleton tune.
figure to me so mm-hmm. everything he did I, I looked up to him and wanted to be in his footsteps every every inch of the way you know yeah. and uh, you know he always he always told me you know he always had these little sayings and all that stuff but he always used to say you only live once so enjoy the ride and that 
right there just made me every every song that I write, whether it be through a breakup or you know a, a, even just a drinking song or you know whatever it may be, you know he's he's been the one that's inspired me to write, you know, and uh, the whole writing process is just it's just so cool going through different. You know, like I'll, I'll go write with a buddy and have a few beers and hang out. Then I might come up to Nashville and write in a studio, you know, for three or four hours. Yeah. And it's just, you know, there's different different kind of ways to write, I guess. But uh, definitely he his inspiration on that for uh, telling me that you only live once to enjoy the ride. Was, so he, was he like a, did your dad leave? Were you raised by your mom? Or? Well, I never met my real dad, actually. Mm-hmm. He, uh, my mom just kind of raised me by herself, you know, mm-hmm. so they, uh, I don't know, that, you know, that was kind of like my stepdad came along when I was five years old, so I was young, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's my dad, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's just how I uh, see it, and he'll always will be my dad, I, if my real dad's out there listening, you know, whatever, you know, maybe I'll meet you one day, maybe not, but I mean, sure. my stepdad's my, my father for sure. Mm-hmm. So. What does he do? Uh, he actually owns a mulch company mm-hmm. and facility, uh, family run. So mm-hmm. they've been doing that for years. It's a pretty successful business in Memphis. So. That's good. So how do you get out of your own way when you're writing? You know, for a lot of creatives, that's an issue of, of overthinking something or, or when you're in the middle of something that you want to sound like someone else but not on top of that, obviously, because right. you're stealing a song. Um, how, do you, how do you get out of your own way and let the flow happen? You know, it's different every time that I go to write. You know, really just depends on who I'm writing with. I mean, you know, you might write with somebody that, I mean, you can sit down and write a write a song in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then there might be something that we get an idea and we work on it for two or three years, you know. Sure. Uh, uh, I mean, as far as sounding like somebody, you know, I, I, would, I would say, like, the more the old school stuff that I play, like if I played a Merle Haggard song right now, I would probably sound just like him because I can't get that sound out of my head so yeah well you have an old school sound which is a compliment by oh the way. thank you yeah. thank you thank you yeah, very much that's the kind of country music yeah. I like so yeah. yeah so what does it take like as somebody from the outside you know as far as like what it takes to break into the business like what do you what are you like what are you willing to do to like try and make you know your dreams everything come that you true could, everything that you could possibly <laughs> do say yes to everything uh-huh. I mean I mean every opportunity that you know that you could get to to mm-hmm. do something I mean you know it's kind of like this web uh, podcast. podcast there you go uh, you know the podcast thing I mean it's just reaching out to different people and you know I mean do you write do you write your own song? yeah like I tinker around a yeah. little bit but uh, yeah just like for myself I've never really played it out much okay. but I was just curious you know like do you want to get signed to a record label? Like, do you have to be on a record label nowadays? Or is it you know, more like you can be independent and, like, oh, yeah, for just sure. be online and without a label? And, like, what would you rather do? Yeah, but I mean, as far as independent goes, I yeah. mean, you know, you can kind of control what what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. you know? Some and what these, is your hope? Like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could get signed signed today or I can do this thing on my own. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's ultimately my, my dream and my goal. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, you know, focusing on something like that and going for it and doing it and succeeding in it is the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my, my take on it. Uh, 
I would. I, I believe in um, like studying the music business and like how much it's been changing and like yeah. it's harder and harder to sell records and you hear so much about the streaming and the downloading and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So is it even like have you looked at like record deals and like how are they? Like I know in the event business, is nothing like the record well, business. Well, record deals are three sixty deals mm-hmm. these days, most likely, which means they get a little piece yeah. of everything because the labels figured out that the touring was a big money maker. Yeah. But it, if you really do, if you're doing it because it's in your heart, it's it's what motivates you, it's what you were born to do. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is is inconsequential. You just do it. Yeah. You know whether or not you're going to be hugely famous or hugely rich, because those things are rare. Mm-hmm. You have to do it because you love it. Because you can't. No, I get that, but like, can you, can people pay the bills like now? The way that the music industry hard. is. Sure, yeah. people you work hard. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people to tell you why you can't mm-hmm. do something. Like I've said before, it's it's all about where you determine it. As Nick mentioned, touring in places that pay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always somebody. So are you making money right now? Is that how you support yourself? I mean, I work, I work 40, 50 hours a week and mm-hmm. run my own construction business. So, you know, between doing that and gigging and being a single father, it's, it's a I lot. mean, it's, it's yeah. it is a lot and I'm tired a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I, I do it not only for me, but for my family and my mm-hmm. little girl for sure. Yeah. You know, I want better life for both of them. Talent rises. Mm-hmm. Talent yeah. rises to the top. Well, there are plenty of very talented people that will never make it, but if you have determination and talent, yeah. you're already a leg up. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Speaking of uh, the talent rises, can I want to hear that song that you said doing did good. so good on that uh, yeah, podcast? <clears throat> Let me tune up. This thing's got no strings. Yeah, have a tuner if you like. I got one. Yeah, this thing's got no strings, and I, man, I. I always put new strings on it before something important happens, you know? Can't afford to get it to ice down my cold arms, but I keep a 40 floating in my cold mind. Little John Boater rigged up a trolling, wheels on the house, but the thing ain't rolling. Little farm girl that loves me right. I'm doing 
But yeah, that's on iTunes now. Uh, I saw the video for that. It was great. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was fun. Fun yeah. doing. I I figured we'd come up here and it'd be like a couple hour process. It turned into a three or four day event. It was it was it was pretty fun. So Making can, the video or you you mean the video it? thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, that uh -huh. was, was. Your YouTube channel is under. Uh, I believe it's just. I mean, you just you just type in my name, and it's it's probably the first one that pops up. I'd imagine. Yeah, so everybody listening, there's a lot of great videos that Nick has put up. They're covers, originals, and there's music videos, all sorts of fun stuff. How did you pay for it? Like the EP and the video and. Well, uh, my uh, producer Scott Trammell that found me on YouTube. You know, they they put a lot of money into it. Him and him and Greg Morrow, and uh, I mean, I I haven't really spend a dime on it to be uh -huh. honest with you oh, i mean so just you know taking the time and the and the and the right time to do it mm -hmm. you know uh i mean I, I i would have to take off work for several days during the week and yeah just be just barely even scraping by on money but doing it for the long run you yeah. know so but they've they've helped me out a lot mm. so do you read a lot do you listen to a lot of your music like what's your i do not read at all <laughs> And like read statuses on Facebook, maybe yeah. that's about it. But yeah. uh, I mean, music, music's my main. Well, you're afraid with words. I'm just curious if it's, it's just listening to other influences. Yeah, then. just mainly music. And I mean, life. yeah, just yeah. life in general. People's stories, you know, like the stories of people really, really influence me. Yeah. You know, uh, we wrote a song called uh, "Scars" that's on the EP that's available right now, and it's about this this guy that walks in this truck truck. Uh, well, it's a truck cafe, you know, and this guy's cooling off his freight liner and all this stuff, and it's this dude with these tattoos and scars, and just, I mean, it's 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 incredible. I mean, I, I can't sit here and play it on guitar because it's so powerful, but the uh, y'all need to check that out too. But I like sitting down and coming up with an idea about, you know, who this person is, and you know, like you may not even know him, but you can create a story. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, the stories behind the writing is, man, it's just awesome and I love doing it. When you go into a write, do you generally have a story ready or an idea or does it, oh, yeah. is it more free flowing? Yeah, I got a, I got books full. I mean, right. I, I'll be driving down the road and put a memo on my phone or yeah. draw something on a napkin or whatever I can get my hands on, you know, if I got an idea. And usually if I got an idea, I'll write it down because if you don't, you ain't going to remember it. Right, it's gone can't, forever. can't tell you how many times I've had a great idea and be like, man, what would that idea have? So, yeah. I'm so interested because I had to teach myself like yeah. how to run my own business with the event. I know it sounds silly, but like with the event planning, and I'm so I'm just like so curious like how the business structure works now. And like if you're not doing this on a label, like these people that are like kind of sponsoring you, are you guys kind of like your own label? And yeah, like, it's you split actually the uh, proceeds of like the money, and then how do you all collect the money from the uh, <laughs> the iTunes? And how does that work? admins do that? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about all the, you uh -huh. know money part of it or whatever uh but there's, there's a great book by uh, uh neil his first name's neil it's passman and it's called everything you ever want to know about the music business i recommend it you got it it will answer all of your questions mm -hmm. it's a great book i got it and i never read it, read it. <laughs> it's a great book. so you don't know really like how the the money works with your partners or right well i mean like as far as label i mean we're an independent label it's mm -hmm. called uh mud mudcracker music oh got it so uh Greg Greg Morrow actually created that label, so mm -hmm. we're kind of got it. So it's like starting, his label. starting our own got thing, it. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. as 
far as money thing goes, I mean, I, that's a whole, I, I could care less about that mm -hmm. right now. I mean, as far as, I mean, yeah, I want money, but as far as that goes, I think, I think it'll come in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not How do you feel for you when you're up on stage and you're performing and having that communion with your audience? Is it, is it, where, where do you go in your mind and your heart? How does it? Most times I have to close my eyes and just bring it all in, you know, like enjoy the ride. The first time I played that out, out and about in front of, you know, of course, a lot of the fans in Memphis are some of my really good friends and family, yeah. but first time I played that live, it was just, I mean, everyone's singing it back and doing their thing and I, I'm looking in the crowd and I'm seeing them sing a song that I wrote. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Yeah. You wanna do another song? Uh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll play uh first song I ever learned how to play on guitar, my grandfather taught me how to do it. This is an old out, outlaw tune by David Allen Coe. Well, I was summoned from Montgomery. Had my guitar on my back. When a stranger pulled up beside me on that old antique Cadillac. He was dressed like a Turn on the radio And them sad old songs Coming out of them speakers With solid country gold And I noticed a stranger Was ghost white pale And he asked me for the light And I knew there was something Strange about that ride He said a trip that can you make Folks cry when you play and sing How you played your dues Can you on the blues, can you bend them guitar strings? Some can you make folks feel what you feel inside? Cause if you big star man, let me warn you, it's a long hard ride. Well, he cried just south of Nashville. He turned that car around and he said, Get off, boy. I'm headed back to Alabama. I said that of that Cadillac. I said, Mr. Many Things. And he said, You don't have to call me Mr. Mr. Big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Big star bound, let me warn you. 
music.com facebook instagram twitter <laughs> all the places all yeah there yeah. you go uh and you, your record is available on itunes yes it is and it is called google play uh it is nick garrison doing good ep doing good. So. you are doing good thank yeah. you i have you. i expect great things of you you are extraordinarily talented so i'm thank really you. excited my gosh his voice is so good yeah. yeah it's really good andrea good luck to you thank um, you just keep going keep pushing through and <laughs> Show up and say yes. And, oh, well, thanks yeah, for being so kind fine. to me. I really thanks appreciate you guys it. so much for being on the show. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>